If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast right here on Georgia Radio. 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 Here tonight, they only heard the. They, they just now heard you because I I I mashed the wrong button, Wade. <laughs> He mashed the wrong button. Imagine uh, that. A consummate I, professional. He mashed the wrong button. Well, well I'm out of my comfort you, zone. You are, you're not in Kansas anymore. No, I'm not. I'm out here in Lost Wages, Nevada. Yes, uh, quite west of, uh, of, of home. And, and uh, yeah, well, this is Wade, and I'm here with Matt. We're on uh, Georgia Radio with Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Show. To, we come to you each Tuesday night at 730. Uh and tonight, Matt has a. He's in Las Vegas. I know. I'm. I don't recognize he, the log trucks. Wait, you know, the rent money. Uh, well, he may be, but that's not his sole purpose for going. Uh, he's at a. What convention are you attending? I'm at the International Air Shows uh, Convention, International ICAS, International uh, Council of Air Shows Convention in Las Vegas, where we're booking all of our 2022 and 23 business. So, uh, well, yeah. Some of our members and, and listeners uh, uh, might not know that you are, as I say, the premier uh, <laughs> air show <laughs> broadcaster, announcer, and uh, flunky in North America. Well, I appreciate that. That's your opinion. I'll take it. You know. So yeah, yeah. no, I, I do. I do a lot of air shows and a lot of a lot of aviation uh, entertainment kind of stuff. So. Uh, and you were jumping up and down with joy. You you bought new step-ins and everything to go along. You were so excited. I, I have my good step-ins, the kinds that don't have holes on them. And, uh, <laughs> but, no, we, we have a good guest tonight uh, who's a, a Georgia author. And uh, one I, he's been nominated, if I remember right. He'll correct me if I'm not. But he's been nominated, I think, for a Georgia Author of the Year, Frank uh, Allen Rogers. And he's, a, and he's a group member as well. well welcome, we, Frank. Let me figure. I got to mash the right Hello. button. There he is, Frank's on. Now I got the button up. So you turned into a Georgia button masher, huh? I yeah. Well, you know, got to bring the remote gear, and it's been it's yeah. I ought to anyway. It is what it is. First of all, right. problems. Frank, Frank I, I kind of uh, initiated Matt into the uh, Georgia tradition of mashing buttons, telling him about a Yankee friend of mine that moved down here, and he did photography, and he would people kept bringing cameras to him to te- show me how to use this new camera and which button do I mash, and he would go ballistic. Uh, you don't mash buttons, and I don't tell you what he did, <laughs> but he, he went off on okay. and, and, and yeah. press buttons. He said, but we still mash them, and Matt now mashes buttons rather than press. And Frank, so listen. Talk about yourself here. Well, I just want to say to Frank, yeah. uh, we we did have we had another guest scheduled tonight. The uh, the Georgia uh, cattle inseminator of the year was supposed to join us tonight, but he couldn't be here. And he so had a prior it, he did. He did. 
It's I can so, make several jokes about why he couldn't attend, but I'm going to leave that with well, those. So Frank, Frank is here now tonight uh, to talk about his books. I read the, the latest book that you have, uh, Glitter on the Rocks. I read it, I think, in a day and a half, and I just loved it. Wow. I, I mean, I— It took me longer. Yeah. <laughs> it took Sorry, you longer. <laughs> no, I loved it. I, it's a rodeo book, and, you know, out here right now, it's the uh, National Finals Rodeo going on in Las Vegas. we got Cowboys. We're knee-deep in Cowboys. And I think I've seen every one of your characters in the hallway uh, walking through here. Wow. <laughs> well, thank you. I did I did my best to make it realistic, so uh, I appreciate that remark. Well, I think Wade would enjoy it. I mean, it's a good, it's a quick read, and we all know that Wade writes. Uh, and I think that, uh, I think it's a good story. And I, Wade, I think it's one that you'll enjoy well, I will when be you reading. sit down. Yeah, it, it's a good story. Frank, how did you... How did you do your research on that? Because you are a Western writer primarily, uh, but how did you how did you research rodeo and the intricacies of a lot of those relationships? Because they they are different, and I felt like I felt like you knew these people really well when you were writing about them. Well, I uh, I approached it uh, in the only way I knew how. Actually, I've I've been to several rodeos, and I got a chance to talk to some of the people who were performers in the rodeo and I didn't stop there. I bought a book uh, written by, I'm sorry, I forget his name all of a sudden, but he was the, uh, the first one to win a million dollars in bull riding, uh, rodeo bull riding. And he wrote the story of his life actually. And that provided me with a lot of, uh, a lot of research that I, that I really needed to make not only the, story seem alive, but of course, the, the people in it. And um, I, I also had a chance to personally interview two bull riders, but former bull riders at least, and got some very valuable information from them. So it helped me uh, a great deal, especially describing what it's like sitting on the back uh, of a live bull and waiting for waiting for the gate to open and what happens uh, immediately afterward when eight seconds to a writer can seem like 18 minutes. And that's, that's a part of what I did for the, for the research. I, uh, I've only been on, I've never been on a real bull myself, but I was on a mechanical bull uh, several years ago. Not for long, or about three seconds, I think it was, but uh, it, it seemed a lot longer, <laughs> longer than that. So I wanted to be, I wanted the stories that certainly to be authentic, and uh, so I did a lot of research and read a lot, watched uh, videos, even one of uh, a bull rider getting getting killed, and uh, I believe it was in Wyoming by by a bull he had just ridden. So. Uh, it, it has it has its uh, lively moments and it has its very serious uh, moments to deal with, but it's the life of rodeo bull riders. I love it. I think it's I think it's a fantastic book. Wade, uh, Wade you'd like his other one, uh, "Upon a Crazy Horse," uh, which is a story about a guy that uh, goes out to this dude ranch and kind of fulfills a dream. I guess that's the am I am I summing it up pretty accurately there, Frank, but I, I could see Wade I, sliding out to a dude ranch. Yeah. Well, well actually, it, yeah, 
it wasn't quite, it wasn't a dude ranch, but it was a, um, it, it was a ride that I actually did, did myself back in 2005. I rode, um, 135 miles across the New Mexico desert from Lincoln to Fort Sumner following the last trail of Billy the Kid. Now I wasn't alone. Uh, I went with, uh, 20 other riders and we had a guide and all that good stuff, but we, we really did all of the things, or at least most of the things that real cowboys do, uh, their, their, their entire lifetimes or working life anyway. And it gave me an experience that I had really wanted for a long time. I paid dearly for it because, uh, <laughs> the day before the ride ended, I realized that I had learned something. It was eight days long, seven days on the ride and one day for a party. But I realized what I had learned on that. And I said two things. One, that this would make a fantastic setting for a story. And number two, within three weeks, I might be able to walk again. So uh, (laughs) those are the things. I like as much personal experience with my story as I can get. And I think that makes it more authentic. Well, uh, Frank, this way, uh, I was just thinking when you were talking about that, that a, a writer, uh, an, ex- an experience like that is always different for a writer. And I would, I would say that a trip like that, a trip of a lifetime, on any venture that was maybe a, the first time you've done it or an experience you would look forward to, something so out of the ordinary from your daily life, it almost had to inspire a story, right? Absolutely. You're absolutely right about that, Wade. I know we we write about what we know, and and you probably learned enough on that trip to flesh out a story. Of course, you wouldn't have been able to. You'd have to do a lot of research. And, you know, there's nothing like you can research for a story. But if you haven't experienced uh, a part of what that story, that the characters encounter in that story, it's hard to fake it if you haven't been through some of it or most of it or even all of it. And research is one thing, but a life experience to a writer is is gold. You're right. There is no substitute for that. You're exactly right, Wade. I think it. I think it's fantastic, Frank. If folks want to read your books this Christmas. Uh, they can buy them wherever books are sold, but especially on Amazon. Uh, we've linked yes. uh, your page on Amazon there uh, into the Georgia Radio Newsletter. Uh, so if you're getting the newsletter, uh, you can find Frank Allen Rogers, a quick link in there uh, straight to Amazon. Uh, you, can, you can find all of his, uh, all of his books there. Uh, you've, got a, you've got another one out about, uh, about time travel and these uh, – and it's quite quite interesting. It's a fun read as well, but uh, all set on horseback. Uh, and another one in the works that has nothing to do uh, with anything Western, but uh, I think it'll be another great book. I, I just I really hope you continue somehow uh, the rodeo series. I, I just think it's a great set of characters and truly enjoyed reading it, Frank. Thanks for coming on tonight. Absolutely, and, and thank you for the opportunity. I do plan to keep doing that. And uh, and I certainly appreciate uh, all the nice comments from you and Wade. Hey, thanks, Frank. Share some of it on Thank the uh, on you, the Frank. group at some point too. I, I I think everybody would enjoy uh, 
seeing some of your your short stories and that kind of stuff come to life on the group. Uh, you'd, that would be great, uh, Frank. If you could, anytime. I, I know uh, once you become a published author, it's kind of it, kind of restrictive as to what you can write and for, put out there for free and things. But anytime you want to write and contribute anything at all uh, and be a be a more of a involved in Jordan Folk Far Enough, we appreciate it and love it and enjoy talking to you tonight. All right, Wade. Thank you so much for your your help and encouragement and all the nice words. I do appreciate it. Uh, Nice to meet you virtually, I guess. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks again, Frank. We sure appreciate it. Talk real soon. I'll see you when All I right. get, when I get back home. Too. All right, Frank. All the best, Matt. So Thank long. You. Bye-bye. Well, how about that, huh? Frank Allen Rogers. That was, that was good. I, I went tonight, folks, where I just put this in. We're a bit restricted on time. Matt being where he is and what he's doing tonight, he had to take a break from some other duties to do the show tonight. So we're kind of restricted. We maybe another time we can have Frank back on and spend more time. And uh, we always hate to see a, a, a guest go when we when we still have yet things to flesh out. We got a caller. Well, we had one. They just hung up. But uh, phone lines are open tonight. Uh, but we got another fifteen or so minutes, and the, the phone line is open tonight. Wade, you want to give it out because I don't have my yes. power bill with it written on it here. I have mine the, right here. At the hotel, as you would say. Yes, I have written on the back of the, the light bill. Listen, there's not even a Gideon Bible in this room, I don't think. I, I, I mean, <laughs> there is nothing in I this hotel room. He must have. Yeah. Vegas, I don't know if they want uh, Bibles in, in, out there in Vegas. You know, that's... <laughs> People might get saved and quit gambling. They, there was a there was a track, you know those little uh, uh, flip flip book tracks. I saw one of those in the elevator tonight. It's your life, is what it said tonight. Anyhow, it might right. have had the COVID on it. I didn't want to pick it up. Call in is six seven eight three nine zero eight six three three. Say that again. Six, six seven eight six seven eight. Three nine zero eight six three three with my best radio voice, and it's on the website. If it's on georgiaradio.com, you can't miss it, and uh, we'll get you right on tonight. And uh, yeah, phone lines are open, so I don't recognize the log trucks out here. In fact, I haven't seen one. Well, I think they have cactus trucks, and you know, <laughs> cactus cactus grinding cacti, and yeah, cacti trucks. They, they don't uh, make cat faces out of cactus, do I they? Think, yeah, they, I don't. They 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 don't have any uh, pulp mills out there. That uh, you know what I did you, do? I've never done this before. I rode in an electric car coming out here. I never have. I, I, no. Well, I I had I paid dearly for it. Uh, it was a seventy dollar cab ride from the airport to the hotel. And the the only thing they had was this Tesla that's got those doors that open up, you know, like the right. the bat, wing doors. bat gull wing doors. And I I hopped in that thing and I asked the guy, I said, "Do you think this thing's going to make it all, all the way from the airport to the hotel?" And he he kind of looked at me funny and he goes, "Sir, this thing will go over three hundred miles." And uh, we pulled up to the light, and Wade, I kid you not, he goes, "Well, for some reason." It's it's stuck here in this at this particular speed. He goes, but not to worry, we'll get there. So. <laughs> I have a funny taxi story from Las Vegas, Matt. You want to hear it? Well, we got nothing but time. Back in the day, when I used to go to Vegas, we used to go once a year with some friends. We'd stay about a week, and this was probably in the late seventies, early eighties. And a taxi ride from McCarran Airport to uh, the Strip then was like five dollars, maybe, and. 
what, it was three or four of my buddies. We were in this cab, and the cabs in they they were old Chevy Impalas that ran on uh, propane gas, and they were very sluggish. They took off slowly, didn't accelerate quickly, and they they most didn't have air conditioning. They had the windows down. It was hot, and me and my buddies were in the in the cab, and I'm in the back seat on the passenger side, and we came to a light, and one of my friends asked me something about money. I said, well. Yeah, it went about $1,000. And I had looked out, the, there's so many, uh, uh, we, have, we won't say, uh, uh, ladies that worked out there for living on the sidewalks. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did business on the they Professionals. Did on the side, that's that's sidewalks what you, yeah. and then did business elsewhere. But, yes, they were professional commercial companies, we truck drivers say. And there was this big girl, big woman, and I didn't, I wasn't paying attention when I said, the, when I, I was just speaking, I turned my head and looked out the window when I said the $1,000. When she heard $1,000, she snatched the door open, jumped in my lap, and liked to turn the cab over. <laughs> <laughs> and the cab driver slapped her and telling her to get out of the car, and, and uh, they got into it. And uh, we had to bail out because it was not a good place to be when this big girl and the cab driver were, were fighting. You know, so. Well, I have an air show story for you. Okay. I la- I did the uh, the show down there in Sumter, South Carolina, one year, and I was flying back in my old. I had an old old airplane, kind of like a Piper Cub. Uh, it was it was a military airplane called an L two, and I was flying that thing. I'd flown it over there, and I had to fly back to Virginia that night because uh, we were up there uh, on an assignment, you know, and whatnot. And so I'm flying up. I'm flying back to Virginia. And I ran into this huge, I mean, massive thunderstorm. And the only thing you can do then is land, right? So I landed, uh, and I gotten—I hadn't gotten real far. I mean, I only got about 12, 13 miles. This thing came up out of nowhere. So I got the airplane over there, and I said, well, I'll get a cab. So this little bitty old town, I don't even remember the name of it, and I, and I, called, I called the cab driver in this town. The cab driver answered, and he said, well, I'm going to send a driver. He said, I'm going to send a driver right over. And, and Wade, the guy got there, uh, and it was these two ladies and I thought, well, this is unusual. And they said, where are you going tonight? And I said, I got to go to the, the rental car uh, store. Can you get me there? And they said, oh, yeah, we can get you there. Do you, you like to party? And I said, uh, I'm sorry. And she said, you like to party? She goes, me and my friend, we love to party. And I said, no, I, I just, I just want to get to the airport before the rental car company closes. Can you drop me off? There was a bigger airport. It was, I think it was Columbia. So we drive up there. As we're pulling up to the uh, the Avis rent a car store, the sheriff is up there, and he's just shaking his head, right? And he opens the door for me, and he goes, "All right, ladies, you know the drill." <laughs> I said, "Well, I need to pay him," and he goes, "No, son." He goes, "This is your lucky night." <laughs> he said, "You don't owe these women anything," but he goes, "He goes, they're going to have to come home with me." He goes, "They they they like to listen to the cab radio frequency, and then they like to show up and try and earn a buck." Wow. <laughs> You had been abducted by I could, yes, I, road prostitutes. Inadvertently gotten in a cab with these two women. And she used to work. I got the whole story later because I had to call back to the sheriff's office. They they used to work for the cab company. And apparently she knew where they kept the key. And there's only like two cabs in this whole outfit, you know, so it was just one of those crazy things. But we do have a caller on the air tonight. Yeah, Let's see if we can get him on. Okay. Go ahead, caller. You're Matt. on. Hey, how are hey, you? Hey, Matt. Hey, Wade. Hey, it's Faye. You know who it is. Yes, Miss Faye. Hey, it's Miss Faye. How are y'all hey. doing? 
Well, fat and happy, or I am. Matt's not. Yeah. He's happy, but he's not fat. So no, I'm a little bloated from the dinner I had earlier today. <laughs> it wasn't. Uh-oh. It wasn't very good, but it, Lord, they charged for it. I'll tell you that. Uh. Well, we're we're down here in Matter, Georgia, in the farmhouse. It's 69 degrees inside with no heat running. Ooh, loving it. That is sleeping weather. Yeah. Wade, you remember a few weeks ago you had some kind of cannibal joke? About the clown? About a cannibal? Yeah, and the clown, the reason cannibals eat clowns is because they taste funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have one can I have one cannibal joke if you wanna hear it. <laughs> I wanna hear it. <laughs> okay, Matt. <laughs> I was late to be invited, but anyway. Uh there was two cannibals standing around and one of them said to the other one i can't stand my mother-in-law the other cannibal replied then just eat the potatoes there you go (laughs) (laughs) faith we've all been following Uh, what did the cannibal say after the missionary oh here we go no i don't know what the cannibal said after he ate the missionary what? He worked and said, well, you can't keep a good man down. Oh, wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, we've all been following your progress down there on the farm uh, with the sugar cane yeah. and everything. Did did everything come out all right on the batches? Everything. He just moved on quickly after that joke. Yeah. He just, just you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, he sold out a cane. He's planting Vidalia onions now. Well, that sounds good. Yes. I've got one more joke, and then I'll let you go. This one has to do with the Gideon Bibles, because you mentioned it, Matt. You, yeah, you you allowed that line to be open. So. There you go. There's not one in here. I already looked. Yeah. Okay, Matt, I'm assuming you know who Vince Dooley is. Sure. Okay. Anyway, long time ago when Vince was dating Barbara, his longtime wife, she was trying to impressed her parents with what a nice young man Vince was. This was before they were married. She said, yes, mother, and you just wouldn't believe how many Gideon Bibles he's collected over the years from his dates. (laughs) 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 That's it for me. All right, Faith. (laughs) Okay, good to talk to you guys. Good to talk to you, Faith. I, we should have found out, you know. Yeah, a few people won't get that, Matt. Uh, you know, yeah. Well, listen. When we that. have more time, we got to check on her COVID deer and make sure that there's not a uh, another breakout of COVID deer yeah, down there in the Meadow, Georgia. Over there were just like starving to death for they lost their sense of uh, yeah smell taste. They couldn't smell that dead deer in front of her house. Well, it is Christmas time. It's right in the middle of Advent, and uh, you know it's it's just uh, it's going to be fun. We're we're going to try and have. Uh, the big man himself on at some point. Yeah. We're going to try and have Santa Claus on. We tried. I tried finding him here, but he's very busy, Wade. Yeah, I teased people with a little emoji about him today, and I, and I kind of felt guilty because maybe somebody tuned in and not hear something. Well, and, uh, he's yeah, very he's busy. Like, he's he's down there in the high-stakes poker room right now. Well, he he could. He's just it's too warm here in Georgia for him right now, and it's too, too, definitely too hot in Vegas for him. Well, he was here. I did see him, but I couldn't get him oh, to come okay. up. I, I asked him if he'd come up to my room and do a radio show with me, and he said, I've fallen for that before, not, not, not tonight. And I said, well, I get it. I get it. 
I'm sorry to ask. <laughs> so, <laughs> this has been you an odd show to tonight. Your real radio announcer <laughs> credentials with you. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, whatever. But no, no, good, good fun, and uh, and look, we're. I'll be back. I'll be back in in God's country tomorrow or next week, uh, and I'm looking forward. Maybe we can get him on. That'd be fun. That would be good. Be good as fuck. What's going on on the group this week? Any anything that we need to pay attention to? Well, it, you know, I, I mentioned I lost my, our, our, our great friend Donald Action in the last day or two. I hadn't posted much. I, I posted about that, and I hope people will be, you know, bear with us on that. I, I hadn't felt like writing a lot of, you know, humor stuff, but, it, you know, I, I'm all right with it. Uh, Donald's in heaven and, and all right with the world, you know, so I'll be back on there um, full blast in a day or so. And, and uh, one thing I want to mention, uh, man, it, it, and that was a good time to – I want to encourage all our members to write. If you're a farmer, take a picture of what you're doing on the farm and post it. You don't have to, you don't have to be a great, see yourself as great. Just write a, a line or two about what's going on. Post that. Do it on a regular basis. If you're, anything is going on in, in your life that domestic, you know, so take a take a picture or, or don't take a picture. Just write about it. What If you cooked a good meal, if you went somewhere and enjoyed it, if you saw something you really it was impressed with, anything at all. We need more participation by the average member, and um, you're you're welcome to come and, and read and peruse and look at the pictures and the. But I encourage all of you to uh, add to the experience uh, for others. And if you ever get out there and you get a lot of feedback, you you will like it. it. It's it's good stuff, and so I encourage you to to participate more. I got so yeah. mad at my at my little garden this year. I I took the tractor out there and I lowered that, I lowered that big, you know, uh, loader blade down and I just erased it, Wade. I just I was so frustrated with it. I just did that. I'm going to send you a picture of this big bare spot that Matt, I got out in the pasture. Of, speaking you know, of gardens, once I went to Vegas when I was younger and I had painted a garden and. You know, people used to, when you set out plants, you would cut little satellite china, uh, china berry little boughs and stick down beside the plants to shade them. And those would wilt down in a few days. You'd pull them up, but they'd give the little set, set out plants a chance to uh, to uh, acclimate to the soil and not get blistered in the sun. And it just a shade. It was temporary. Like I said, those things would wilt and die because they would just broke off the end of a tree limb in a green bough. China berry was good, and that's what we I used. And I, I, uh, I won't say who, but a, 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 somebody had married into the family, and he was basically a Yankee. Nice guy, but he was a Yankee. Anyway, he was not. He was a city boy, and he wanted a garden, too. So I planted him and a tractor. I planted both of us a garden at my house side by side. And I went to Vegas. I said, when I'm gone, tend to my garden. When I got back, now he was like Mr. Uh, Douglas on uh, Green Acres. Now, he loved to get on the tractor and play farmer. He was enjoying that. It was a new experience. I got back. He had plowed my entire garden under. His his garden was intact. <laughs> he plowed it under. Mine was gone. He had hairied it up. Why? And I was, I went. Why did he do that? I said, I, called, I said, "What in God's name did you die? Did you plow and hair up my garden?" He said, "Man, I watered it every day, and those plants just kept turning browner every day, and I watered and watered them, and they finally just died." Well, it it was not my plants today. It was the little shade ones that were supposed to turn brown and then be tossed aside. He just thought that was what I had planted, and so he, he plowed my hair in my garden. He plowed all your china berry trees under. Yeah, so I learned not to leave a garden in the hands of a Yankee when you went on vacation. That's not good. Well, that is not good. But today you have a wonderful row of china berry trees 
Yes, uh, yes, yes. It, it's all it's all good. <laughs> so our chinaberry tree at our farm is where the pig feeding uh, lot used to be, and every once in a while, uh, every once in a while, I'll find a remnant of that of that you know the the pig the pig plot up there. Uh, it's it's all been kind of put the it's it's not a pig plot anymore, a pigsty, but it is a um, it, the, the old china yeah. tree still there, and it's those uh, were ubiquitous, especially around. But they were good shade trees and grew fast. That's the reason people well, they, they planted them, but they also volunteered around pens and yeah. and mule lots and fence rows because of the the china berries that spread around. Well, that's good stuff. I I hope that uh, I hope folks will keep tuning in. There are a lot of folks listening tonight. Uh, one thing, I, if I could just say this, Wade, uh, Georgia Radio is is all about ag, and we're all about the small towns, and we're all about you, uh, each and every one of you who are listening tonight. And, and we just want this to be uh, a companion during the day when you can't be on Georgia Folk and Farm Life all day. Tune in and, and hear the news. We've got statewide news. Darren Sutherland, uh, who is also a Georgia Folk and Farm Life member, uh, his company is doing the news on there, our state news, and uh, they just do a great job. And then we have USA Radio News as as well on there, kind of for a national perspective, several times throughout the morning. And then um, we do a 5 o'clock and a 10 o'clock national. I think there's even a 6 in there. Uh, but the rest of the time, it's all about Georgia. And uh, Georgia Folk and Farm Life, the group uh, specifically, Wade, has been such a huge, huge help. Uh, in getting this project off the ground, and uh, oh, it's been a joy. You know, we just hope that it it turns into something fun, and uh, just a bunch of folks sitting around enjoying themselves. And throughout the day, uh, good, you know, as we said, good company, great country, and uh, that that's what it's all about. That says it all. Yeah. Well, we're out of time, man. I see. Well, we are. We're I've got to run back down, and and I got to go earn the money. You know what I mean? I got to try to yeah. earn the money. And, well, listen, uh, see it's if we been can a pleasure as always, Matt. And we appreciate Mr. Rogers coming on. And uh, look, we appreciate every one of you that's, that's listening. We we appreciate all those that will listen later on the podcast. We we thank everybody that's a part of Georgia Folk and Farm Life and and listen to Georgia Radio anytime, all the time. Thank I got that. Being here. I got that big old uh, antenna up on the water tower. Yeah, do you like right up there on the aero motor? Yep. <laughs> going out all over the state. <laughs> Thanks, Wade. Talk real soon. Yeah. All, all right. right. You've been listening to the Georgia Folk and Farm Life radio show here on georgiaradio.com. Tell your friends and tell your neighbors, folks. We'll be back next Tuesday night with an all-new show. Uh, I will be with you tomorrow morning, bright and early at 10 a.m. There's no neighbor-to-neighbor show, but I'll be with you from 10 to 2, uh, Monday through Friday, including tomorrow, uh, from out here in Las Vegas where I'm doing the show all uh, for the rest of the week. But uh, tune in every day, folks. Love to hear you and uh, love seeing all of your stuff. If you haven't already signed up for the newsletter, please go ahead and do that at georgiaradio.com. Stay in touch with us as we remind people to shop Georgia this Christmas. We'll keep our list going of uh, Georgia businesses that we are hoping to uh, all take a little part in helping out. If there's a business you'd like us to highlight in the newsletter, you can send me an email or you can send a direct message there on Facebook as well. So long from Las Vegas for tonight. We're getting back now to our good country music right here 
on Georgia Radio. All the best country. Georgia Radio. Everywhere you go. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.